process. Welcome back. Welcome back. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. And if it's Monday, this must be the fix. Thank you for uh, joining me, whatever podcast channel you are listening on. Uh, As a reminder, if there is a channel that you would like for us to include, if it's more convenient for you, if you enjoy that particular podcast channel um, more than Podbean or Spotify or any other podcast, that you would listen to, let us know so we can get John Barker on that so he can go ahead and add that channel uh, as a convenience factor uh, for you. Thank you so much. As always, shout out to JJ and thank you for all his engineering work that he does to make sure that this gets on the air. You know, I love doing these podcasts, but everyone who feeds needs to get fed, right? It's, It's that whole thing where My cup has to be full so it can get empty. So I spend a lot of time in recovery material, looking at other wellness things, because I know that I need to do the best I possibly can for me so I can have maximum value for you and others. So, you know, there's so many people out there doing some incredible, incredible things. Uh, There's the Sober Guy podcast. I came across this incredible person. I'm looking forward to exploring him more, but it's the On Purpose podcast. Great title, On Purpose podcast. It's with this cat named Jay Shetty, S-H-E-T-T-Y. I started listening to this podcast on why rejection hurts, and it was really appropriate with what I want to discuss today So whether you're listening to Jay or the Sober Guy podcast or you're a Tony Robbins guy or, you know, all the great um, uh, speakers that uh, Sean brings to you on Quote of the Day or if you're locked into that amazing cat named Pitbull, if you've never listened to Pitbull's story, this will blow your mind where this guy came from where he brought himself to, and then what he does, what Pitbull does to give back to the community, to give back to you, is so inspirational. You cannot listen to many of these people, especially a cat like Pitbull, and not walk away feeling that you can accomplish something. There's the art of charm. There's so many things out there that are designed to encourage us that we can then encourage others. Huge shout out today. I found out that my friend Steve M. just celebrated 34 years of continual sobriety. 34 years of one day at a time deciding that his life is going to continue to be better. What makes Steve even more special is when I came to the rooms in um, February of 1986. Even though I would relapse once, Steve was there as an example to me. He was one of the five that when I got there, they're still there. They're still there serving. They're still there making a difference. 
But shout out to Steve M, 34 years of continual sobriety. I'm so excited for him. I know that I'm not the only one that he affected for this positive change. As so many of you know, I've got over 33 years of personal recovery, but it's guys like Steve who were there, who took advantage of the people who were there when he got there, who took advantage of the people who were there when they got there. And the lineage goes on and on and on, all back to the beginnings of the foundation of 12-step recovery. So whether you're involved in 12-step recovery or any other type of uh, approach to living that demands the kind of honesty and faith to become whole, then I say go for it, right? Because the way we were living before wasn't really living. And now we come into this realm, we, we come into this space, we come into this place where we're offered the keys to the kingdom as it is said. And all we have to do is unlock that door of willingness and we can step through and see how with our open-mindedness, how this thing works. I hope you're a part of it. I hope you're growing. I hope you're sharing. I hope you had an opportunity to, to listen last week to Wednesday and Thursday special podcast with my friend Chaz and part one and part two and to, to know that this cat will have three years in December 26th uh, this year, and he's done so well and grown so much and countless other people. I get so excited because I remember me coming in and wondering if I could do this thing. And I know Chaz and Wendy and Angie and so many of the other ones I meet along the way wonder if they can make this happen, but they can. They know they can because they see me and countless others. They see the Steves. They see the slow wills. They see the Eddie. They, they see the buddies. They see the Scots. They see countless individuals who were there when they got there and were still here because we keep coming back. Shout out to my friend, Chris T., who uh, does such an amazing job at Annie's House, which is a residential recovery uh, home for women in Draper, Utah. Fantastic work there uh, through the Steps Recovery Program. There's so much good work happening out there. You know, if you've ever gone and listened to my podcast much or gone to my website at uh, recoveryguide.org and seen some of the video content, you've seen my logo and it's recovery guy, and then it's got a heart, and then it's got a piece missing from the heart. And my motto is from broken to whole, from broken to whole. And as I was getting ready this morning and starting my day with some meditation and contemplation, it was a nice quiet morning about 6 a.m. and just enjoying my morning, sipping some coffee, getting my breakfast ready, slicing some avocado, getting ready for the day. And I'm just reflecting and thinking, and and it, it dawns on me how fortunate I am to be where I am, doing what I am, who I am. And I'm so grateful for everything that I have been given. And I started to go through my mental list of gratitude and started counting off all the things and all the people that I'm grateful for. And then I realized 
Not everyone feels this way. Not everyone wakes up in the day with a purpose. Do you know someone like that? Do you remember when you were that way? When you'd wake up in the morning and you thought, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can go through another day feeling like I'm feeling about me. I remember. I promised myself I'll never forget. Not because I need to feel bad periodically, but I I never want to lose that ability to relate to people who are broken. You know, I tell people all the time, I'm I'm a former broken person who became whole. And to help you, guide you, show you how to become whole is the reason for my existence. It's I've been given what I've been given because God knows that I will give it away. Otherwise, there would be no reason for me to have what I have. There are people who are out there who are wondering if they can make a difference to anyone because they don't think that they have value. You know, I'm so grateful today that I'm not in that position. You know, again, if you are one of those people, I just want you to know how important you are and how much you matter. You are important. You do matter. And if you're not one of those people, if if you're on the other side of the table with me, Let that be our message, because we all know someone who feels that way. As many of you know, I'm I'm a trainer, and I I do this program called Daily Mindset, and I'm getting ready to do a, a takeoff of a program called Growth Mindset that I read about in psychology today, and and a person came up to me the other day, and in my capacity at um, at my at my job, and and said that they had a bad experience with someone, and they didn't know if they could do it because they felt so devalued by this conversation with this person. And I said to them, "Let me let me ask you a question. Do you feel this way just because of the conversation you had with that person, or is this the way you feel?" in terms of inadequacy and not feeling like they can accomplish something, do you feel this way away from work? And sadly, their answer was yes. So we chatted for a few more minutes to try to help uncover some of the reasons and things that they would feel this way regarding themselves. And I said, here's here's what I'd like you to do. I want you to write a list. I want you to list all the things about you that are of value. All the things that are of you that are of value. And I said, I've known you for about a week and a half, and I can give you at least five things just based on their interaction. And I shared them with this person and they 
sort of saw the light go on in their eye and they got encouraged. I said, write those things down and then I want you to put it in your phone. That way you have it with you. And I, and I want you to periodically throughout your day refer to these things, to be encouraged and to reinforce because negativity doesn't go away just because we say go away any more than darkness goes away just because I say I don't like the dark. We have to introduce the opposite to push it out. So negativity goes away when I displace it with a positive mindset, just like darkness goes away when I introduce light. I have my friend and her name is Amber and she's from social media, Instagram and, and um, uh, Facebook and uh, and I've never met her directly, but I know enough about her. And she posted this picture and and I said, you know, it's so evident, this light that shines in you. But Ember wasn't always that way, but she learned how to push out darkness by introducing light. And I realized that we have this impact on people. You impact people, whether you know it or not. The question is, how do you impact them, right? Are you a person of light? Are you a person of positiveness who who seeks out individuals or looks to attract individuals that you can make a difference in who doesn't see their own value, but you can help them? My dear friend and, and, and uh, um, trainer, uh, Damon Willis said to leave everyone better than you found them. There's so many people who we find who are broken, who who many of them are giving up the, the notion that they can never become whole, but we can make a difference and we can leave them better than we found them. You know, the Monday program, as you know, you're here, it's called The Fix, right? And I know that I can't fix you any more than you can fix me, right? So don't get it twisted. But here's, here's what I found. But, but I do believe we can be a part of you being fixed. When something is broken, it needs to be repaired. It needs to be fixed so it can become operational and live out its intention and purpose. So here's the deal. I, I came across a couple things that I that I want you to think about and contemplate and see if this works for you. So I went online and I, about fixing others and helping others. And here's what I found on WebMD, right? So don't just take my word for it. Search this out yourself as I have. And let's see what kind of maximum impact we can have for other people. So fixing someone means pushing them to become who they really are instead of asking them to become someone they're not. Fixing someone means healing them, are you ready? By loving them even when they feel incomplete. I'm going to read that again if you're driving Repetition is the mother of learning, according to Tom Hopkins. So 
I'm going to read this again from WebMD. Fixing someone means pushing them to become who they really are instead of asking them to become someone they're not, which is that negative person, that person who doesn't think they have value. We know they have value. So we're going to push them to become that. Fixing someone means healing them by loving them even when they feel incomplete. I word, I loved how they did that by loving them. You know, love is a verb. It's also a noun, but it's most powerful when it's used as a verb because it's demonstrating an emotion, a feeling, a regard. And we love them even when they feel incomplete. Isn't that great? So that's from WebMD. Then I come across this thing called the Thought Catalog. And I never realized who Thought Catalog was, but you can go thoughtcatalog.com. And I'm going to search them out more because I found some stuff I really like that I want to research out a little bit more to see if I can sort of incorporate, you know, take some of it and make it a part of me so I can become more well. And then that way I can be more capable of sharing greater wellness. This is what fixing some someone, and this is, again, thought catalog. This is what fixing someone really means because it's more than just trying to change them. Again, this is what fixing someone really means because it's more than just trying to change them. It goes on because fixing someone is not rescuing them or changing them or saving their lives. It's simply helping them love themselves more, helping them see the beauty they've been missing or hiding, helping them realize that it's okay to show the parts of themselves that they're not proud of to us, and it will not change the way we feel about them or change our minds. Fixing them means unbreaking their heart piece by piece when you give them a new kind of love they're not used to. Wow. Could you imagine being this way to someone and getting the response that you probably suspect you're going to get? unconditional positive regard. What an amazing thing. You know, when I was in the rooms of recovery early on, I was so afraid that if you knew who I was and what I had done and who I had harmed and the way that I harmed them, that I could very well be the first person in the history of recovery that you would ask not to come back. And I know that sounds facetious and ridiculous, but that's how I felt. I, I, I didn't want you to know me because my value was so low. I had such a negative self-image. I couldn't show you who I was because you would reject me just as I had rejected me. And I caused others to reject me because of my behavior. I pushed them away. 
but I shared with you. I told you who I was. And there were people, like I mentioned, like Steve M., who got 34 years. And there was Will. And there was Buddy. And there was Eddie. And there was Steve. And there was Scott. And there was Jack. And there was Max. Countless other people. Texas Mike. Russian Ted. Abe. You name it. The list goes on and on and on. And I showed them who I was not proud of. And in spite of that, they did not change how they felt about me. Can we fix someone? Maybe we can. It does take their cooperation, right? We can't go in and just tweak here and tweak there like we're tuning up a car or, or, or fine-tuning a piece of equipment that is mechanical, right? You, you can't manage people. You manage things and you lead people according to Stephen Covey. But we can facilitate the change. We can love them even when they feel incomplete. We can help them be fixed. And again, it's not rescuing them or changing them or saving their life. It's simply helping them love themselves more, helping them see the beauty they've been missing or hiding. I have had that opportunity and the response that I get is so overwhelming and so emotional and so impacting because I know I made a difference in the life of someone that I left them better than I found them. And that reciprocation and that response and that gratitude I get helps validate me even more and encourages me to go do more for others. When I go to Annie's house on a Wednesday night when I can get there and I share with them the energy, the excitement, the hope, so many of these young ladies get there and they wonder if they can do it. When I would go to Orange Street as part of the prison release program for Utah State Prisons, it was a halfway house for women, and I would go there and and I would help them understand that they, based on their own personal value and increasing that, they can you know, create healthy boundaries so they can protect themselves so they don't continue to get broken as we help them get fixed. There's so much we can do. We need to be everything we can be for ourselves, so we can have maximum impact to others. This is The Fix. My name is Robert. I'm the recovery guy. Please listen, share, comment, subscribe. Do whatever you can to help us get this message of hope, of recovery, of wellness out to others There is a whole world out there that's dying and wondering if they can live or do they just take themselves off of life support. We who have recovered can make a difference in their life. We can help fix them, as it says in WebMD, by pushing them to become who they really are instead of asking them to become someone they're not. Fixing them means helping them heal by loving them even when they feel incomplete. Can you do that? Can you be that difference maker? I know you can. And if you've never done it before,
wait till you get that first response. And if you have done it before, continue to enjoy the response that you will get. My name is Robert. I'm the Recovery Guy. Thank you so much for joining this broadcast today. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. I was trying to do everything.